0: Time to start a new show.
1: Welcome to the Best Friends fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Lowry.
2: And I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda.
1: Lil Rafi, how the fuck are you?
2: Oh, man, Lisa, I'm firing on all cylinders at the top of my game. Couldn't be better.
1: That's good. You know what? You're a fucking trooper. You're a true Allison Rosen fan because you just got off work and you're still managed to do this show and with all that energy, too.
2: You know, if the listeners knew what just happened, they would be calling me a pinhead, much like a pizza store owner going out of business.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Today we'll talk about the Monday episode, Lauren Savon, and the Thursday episode Army Duffels, the Psychopath Test, Traveling Alone. But first, Lil Rafi, do you have any shout outs?
2: I sure do. First of all, everyone knows what happened to Megan by now if they listen to the Thursday show. Uh, huge shout out to her. I'm so bummed that this happened. And also, I wish I could be in California right now because I know her mom and best friend came to help her out for a bit. Uh, and I would love to meet them. Shout out to you, Lisa, for taking care of Chloe. Shout out to Lauren for uh engaging with us on twitter about the show and shout out to kelly for suggesting the awesome carb that got us uh got megan a good shout out and that's all
1: those are all great shout outs i'd like to shout out Brittany for being a supportive friend and listening also another huge shout out to megan I think it was awesome that Allison gave her a shout out on the show. A little update. I've been texting back and forth with her and it was kind of a roller coaster ride of like, oh shit, I'm going to have to have surgery and all this, you know, and everything else. So this morning she texted me and said she doesn't have to have surgery now. Uh, They wired, they were able to wire something together so that it can fuse together and heal without the surgery. So she's pretty excited about that. Originally they were kind of dicking around with her as far as like insurance and all the bullshit that people have to go through when they're should be focusing on healing and um, luckily she's got her mom and her friend in town to help out. Also, I don't I know she'll probably feel uncomfortable taking money if there is a GoFundMe, but you know what? Too bad, Megan. You're gonna have to just take it because a little bit from a lot of people goes a long way and there it's not a burden on us to help you out. That's what we're here for because we love you and we want you to get better and just worry about healing. Also, I totally love Chloe. I've had her for a few days now and her and Georgia are like old pals. They sleep they've switched beds, first of all. So they like each other's bed apparently and and then at night they either sleep on Johnny's bed or Ruby's bed they take turns because the kids love i think they love Chloe more than Georgie <laughs> they're like oh Chloe and they're like oh hey Georgie <laughs> yeah so it'll be sad to see her go but i'm sure that she's missing Megan and i'm sure Megan's missing her my other shout outs are there's a couple repeats of what you said, but it's worth it for more than one. Uh, Lauren, again, because I like that she's listening and interacting on Twitter about the show. And she sent in a really nice tweet. And I think it's cool to... I actually might be able to meet her also in a few weeks. I think she's going to be... Or maybe next month. So that'll be really cool. Uh, Jane Phelps, T.L. Holler, Paul, Bruce by Dawn, Jay Insley, Jen Stark, Tim Ortez, James Leroy Wilson, Lee Bruns, and Mika, and even you, Toby. All the people that are always talking and interacting regarding the show. I I love it. Also, Jen at Dulce CA 17. She's always, she always gives me some nice texts. So, uh, and that'll come in later on. So keep your ears perked for that little Rafi. Before we talk about Monday, why don't we play the next part of the Ray Morgan Allison Mega Quiz.
0: Part two, the Angora years. Question one. What movies did the Angoras appear on the soundtrack? One point each. Question two. What was the brand name of the guitar and the guitar amp Allison used with the Angoras? One point each. Question three. What punk guitar legend produced the Angoras? And question four. Five points total. Name five Angoras songs. Part three. The New York City years. Question one. What was the name of Allison's weekly segment on WNBC-TV News? Question two. What YouTube video shows Allison wearing shoes, not boots? Question three. What holiday did Allison fly out from New York City to move to L.A. for good? Question four. What two New York City boroughs did Allison live in? Must have both. Number three, what competitive league did Allison take part in?
1: Oh, I'm so excited. So I hear Lil Rafi, you might be uh, winning that so far.
2: I am currently at the top of the leaderboard. And, you know, I was so surprised at how many questions people got right because there were some names that I saw and I was like, I was just very surprised by uh, the results so far. I can't wait to hear these next parts because I like to test myself and I, I like to see, uh, you know, how I can feel a false sense of superiority uh, <laughs> towards my uh, fellow man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I even listening to the questions like nothing rings a bell. So I'm like, I know none of this stuff. I, I don't think nothing just like clicked. So the fact that you're winning just for bragging rights alone i imagine he's giving the book to the second place winner if you be- if you come out on top
2: uh yeah i mean there's still time someone could surpass me
1: very true and by the way and this is just a little nugget for later on i have a couple of signed books that i'm going to figure out some way to give away at some point so i think that we'll have to come up with something fun
2: i can't wait to hear about it
1: i can't wait to think of something <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Monday episode. They started off trying to decide if she's a victim, accuser, or what the the wordage should be. And I feel like, I think they finally landed on victim, and I think that is the best description. The problem is, is when there are really two ways of using victim. Because if you say, I play the victim, and you're just always the victim, then that's a negative thing. And people don't want to say, oh, I'm a victim of something when you are I remember being in therapy and my therapist looked at me she's like well you're a victim of this and I'm like no like to me I'm like no I'm not weak I'm not that I'm not a victim I'm tough I can she's like no you're a victim of all of these actions against you like this is something that happened to you that and I think that's the best way to describe it is she is a victim of this and hearing like all the other stuff that Harvey has done like I feel like she got not that she got off lucky but she did she didn't have to deal with the rape and the other stuff and good for her for speaking up because the problem is not speaking up gives them all the power but if you if you're afraid to speak up you feel like your power is going to be taken away from you and it's a scary position to be in
2: yeah i wasn't too familiar with like specifics of his uh assaults i should say i guess but Hearing about this encounter, fortunately for her, uh, like she said, one of the reasons that she kind of felt strange about it is because she wasn't like physically assaulted. I, I just, I didn't know the specifics of any of it. I just knew he was, you know, going to court because, uh, he's been accused of rape and many other things. But, uh, fortunately for her, she had one of the less i i don't even know how to describe it i know it
1: it, it, that's how i felt weird kind of saying that as well it's like like, she's lucky but not you know i I mean she did get off on easier than than others but to me like i'm sure all women out there who are listening dudes are fucking gross and creepy and these kinds of things would happen all the time i mean i guys they they take it out (laughs) sorry I had to make it into a Seinfeld reference. No, it's just like guys are weird and creepy and they and these things happen. So you kind of second guess yourself. You're like, okay, that's his thing and that's weird, but I'll just distance myself from that guy. But the fact that he, I don't know, just everything that people get off on is so crazy. And the fact that when you have power, you can really just use the power to your advantage to the point where you don't even know you're doing anything wrong anymore. That was just his behavior. And, and then blacklisting people. The problem is, is all these people for him is that all of these people especially becoming famous the famous people that they are maybe feeling scared that they're going to not be able to get a job because if you're blacklisted nobody wants to work with you but if joining together and having a voice is so much power but in general you get punished for speaking out and I am sure she's had negative feedback also I'm sure lots of them I mean I even hear people talking about the Bill Cosby victims you know oh it's been this long or blah 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 whatever the thing is it's like this happened to them and they're speaking up and it's the crazy thing is it really is changing the landscape of of our society which is so crazy that it's doing that and seeing them even Allison and Lauren were both saying that they felt they see a lot less of that kind of shit on like Twitter. Twitter especially seems to be where people just feel like they can just do say whatever they want about anybody and you know Allison still got that one recently on Instagram and it happens on Facebook but it seems like Twitter just seems very like I recently saw one towards Gina Grad it was you know oh why don't you show those cans instead of talking you know show those cans Adam's always talking about it's like i wonder if adam still like objectifies her in that way to put her in a position to be attacked by people you know what i mean it's just like i wonder how how even someone like him is changing the way he thinks or acts
2: yeah i feel like now everyone is kind of more careful about that kind of stuff but those creeps are always going to be creeps so i feel like their their time is uh coming to an end hopefully
1: At least maybe they will be silenced and they can just be in their basements and be creepy by themselves instead of having this outlet to to be creepy and just allowed to do whatever the fuck they want. You know, I don't usually watch the news. Uh, the only time I do is when I once a week I go over to my in-laws to help them out with whatever they need. And usually we sit and chat for a little while and they have the shitty news on and seeing those ladies still like parading around in their like club in their club wear at like eight in the morning on news is just so silly looking to me now. And I wonder when that's going to change when you look at a group of women talking and you don't just see heels and legs and boobs. You know what I mean? I still think it's so weird that things haven't really changed there yet, but eventually maybe we could just all just take each other seriously, no matter if you have a penis or a vagina.
2: You know, uh, <laughs> <Never mind.
1: laughs> oh well you're you're used to watching your uh your mexican news probably where they do it topless <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: that's that's one thing that i feel like is is so far behind, like, like, whenever you you see a different country's, whatever it is, like, let's say Mexico's news anchors, you see just how far behind we still are. Because even if we are kind of moving along, like, Saudi Arabia just approved that women can get driver's licenses now. Like, you you think about the rest of the world and how fucked up shit is. I hate to say it, but, like, people like Lauren are actually kind of lucky that they live in the united states because things are as fucked up as they are things are just imagine how much worse they are in certain other parts of the country where they don't have a way to speak out or fight back against people like harvey weinstein
1: that's very true and i wonder if there will be a ripple effect where it can slowly be everywhere but yeah i i definitely think things are better here i mean we can having the the freedom of speech and being able to say what you want to say i mean it can get you in trouble but you're you still have the freedom to say it. You're not going to get killed for it. So, I mean, definitely lucky on that end. So, on to a- another topic is Lauren used Uber instead of having a car. And we're going on a trip next week to when we're going to go see Jenna... Jenna's stand up in Georgia and we're going to North Carolina and stuff. So we don't have the option to just do Uber. But for some of our trips, if it's just my husband and I, we've decided that we don't want to rent cars anymore because number one, every time it's a fucking pain in the ass every single time. So I said, why don't we just get Uber? Because we take Ubers half the time anyway, because we have to because we have to drink. (laughs) (laughs) because we're going to be drinking. So I thought, why, you know, dealing with when you get to the airport and you have to get a a rental, it's like the biggest headache. You just want to go. So after going up to Sketchfest and using Uber just to get from the airport to the hotel, I was like, wow, that was so much easier. Yeah, it's a little expensive, but I didn't have to deal with renting a car. You don't have to deal with anything. You just whatever so our next trip at twin peaks festival we just decided let's just rent you know let's just uber the whole time like fuck renting a car it's too much of a hassle i never thought about doing that in my daily life and i was really thinking about it Not. i i don't know i don't know if it's really feasible like where i am because in la you're closer probably to everything but it's kind of an awesome idea i don't know what do you think about it? are you i don't know if you can do that i don't know how far you travel but
2: i've done both now and Certain times I do want a rental car just because like, especially if I'm going between LA and Orange County, like oh, with my right. last trip, it's kinda better than having to do like a super long uh lift because i feel I, f- I feel bad for the driver i'm like yeah i you know e- putting the money aside it's like yeah i just hop out and then i'm done but this poor guy has to go back i'm assuming back to la where he probably lives so but i've, I've done both and i've done the math and it kind of evens out like it's pretty much the same so i feel like if you can uh just take ride sharing services that it is kind of better because then that way you can drink and that way you don't worry about parking and stuff like that but certain times, I want the freedom of being able to drive myself.
1: That's very true. And like she was saying with dogs, like, I don't drive around with my dogs, so I don't have to worry about that. And going to the grocery store, I mean... Number one, I can probably just walk to Trader Joe's if I really wanted to. And it's not that far. To It would be like $2 Uber ride and I can carry two. I, I don't know. I go to the grocery store like probably three or four times a week. So I don't have a ton of stuff I need every single time. But I don't know. It'd be kind of an interesting experiment. I'm, people are always knocking on my door to buy my piece of crap car. <laughs> Eventually, they're not going to be doing that anymore. I literally had someone yelling at me like, $5,000. I'm like, no, six. I'm like, no, he's like, nine. I'm like, geez. Just, I mean, I need my car. What do you, like, I have to take the kids to school still. But then I thought, well, I see Ubers dropping their kids off at school. Probably not with a parent in the car, but I wouldn't do that. I don't think I could do that. Anyway, it's an interesting way of living. I I think if you're on your own and you're in L.A., I think it sounds ideal. You know, like parking alone. Ugh.
2: So can we expect to see you cruising around on a Schwinn Stingray that you won from a Newman arbitrating (laughs) some kind of agreement?
1: Yes, probably, because I'd be like, I want to go to the person that loves it the most. (laughs) You take it, don't rip it in half. (laughs) And I do have a bike with a basket, so really I could just be riding my bike more. I mean, it wouldn't kill me to do a little more exercising. Do you have anything else to talk about Monday before we go on to Colonel's Colonel's.
2: Yes. One thing about Lauren is that I was familiar with her from Red Eye. They mentioned she has been on Fox News a lot in the past. And like Allison, she was on Red Eye, and that's where I know her from. And I kind of feel bad now. I didn't know what this episode would turn out to be like. When Allison asked for questions, I asked something like, uh, what was your favorite intro of Greg's for you? So if you watched Red Eye, you know, he would say something like, if smarts were candle wax, I'd drip her all over my body or something oh, like Jesus. that. When he introduces a guest. So <laughs> knowing <laughs> the, the nature of this <laughs> interview now, i probably would not have asked that question but i still am curious because they were pretty funny uh he would do the same thing with the male guests so you know he wasn't like creepy about it but maybe i'll uh have to re-ask that at a later time
1: yes that would have been a funny question for her to ask right then i would have been laughing so hard <laughs> you know what's funny about like these creeps around i know everybody i think we talked about this before i everybody out there has like probably more women have had creepy like there's always like that creepy teacher that you're like oh he's so creepy he's like total perv that was just like so normal and that's like the weirdest thing that nowadays if my daughter was like oh yeah my teacher told me this like the things that my teacher would tell me or like when I was a nanny when I was a living, like the dad was just a little bit like he just he didn't do anything like inappropriate but it was just borderline where it's just like okay this is weird <laughs> but I think everyone has those experiences where you're like oh it's just like he's just a perv i i don't know it's just you just get away with it somehow but i don't know i guess more people are vigilant now and and whatever i don't know (laughs) did you ever have a creepy teacher come on to you
2: Mm, you know (laughs) just hearing like people's stories of like stuff like that i i don't know why i just do not put out a vibe (laughs) where anyone is trying to hit on me ever (laughs) so yeah uh fortunately never any of that kind of stuff.
1: So you're saying I should have worn underwear at school. <laughs> That's a joke.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: okay. <Are> <laughs> All right. How about some Colonel's Colonel's?
2: I I still have one. Rugged and sturdy and and cheap and easy. No dandruff either. I don't see any. Oh, is that when he walked around her car with the tire iron? You want to go on a date? Hey. All right. So just smiling with the teeth. teeth. I just read a book about psychopaths and yeah, it's like the imitation of an emotion. I'm in human suit. I'm gonna. Yeah, I, it bothers me when people don't like me because then I can't manipulate. Yeah, become communists. Yeah, because if you're dead there in a steamy bathroom, it's going to get funky real fast. That's no, going to be a thing. Exactly. It was great. Weirdly, it can make you more social. You're kind of looking to interact with strangers. Whatever segue you come up with, I'm sure it will be fab.
1: You're right, Jeff. It will be fab. How about a psychopath pop quiz, Lil Rafi?
2: Oh, boy. I'm ready. <laughs>
1: Okay, so Jen texted me that she found the book that Colonel Jeff had read, and I didn't have time to go get it. I just, the test online is is kind of long, so we'll try and do it. I'll try and do it quick, okay? Let's do it. Okay. Feel free to play along at home, everybody. All right, number one. I am impulsive by nature. My emotions swing rapidly. It happens often that I am enjoying a party or any activity, and suddenly I have no interest in it at all. I can become quite haughty and arrogant sometimes.
2: True. True. Yes? Sure.
1: Okay. So it would be yes, no, or somewhat. Sorry. Okay. Somewhat. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Somewhat. Number two, I don't want... uh, This seems weird. I don't want share. I don't want to share. Whether it is any object or feeling, it's mine. And I think sharing it with people who don't understand it is an insult of me. Although I have my own creative and unique ways to express my emotions. Somewhat. I am an attention seeker. I like it in a group only when people pay attention to what I think, say, and do. I am not very comfortable while while just listening to others and having no interest shown for me. I pay special attention to my appearance and presentation and become very annoyed when someone outshines me.
2: No, I'm not I'm not one of those pretty boy entertainers walking around in a fur coat and a MERS.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that one's my sister. Okay. Uh, number four, I love myself and don't mind exaggerating things just to raise self-importance. I feel that I am special and unique. I prefer to associate with people of similar status and or think that only they can fully understand me. Sometimes I find myself envisioning about unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Yes. Okay. Number five, it is hard for me to commit to long-term relationships. I have had many brief relations and affairs, and my choice in sexual partners can be very indiscriminate depending on my mood and chances. I can have several relationships at the same time, and I'm not shy to talk about my sexual conquests. Compared to others, the commitments I make are relatively inconsistent, undependable, and unreliable. No. No. Between the ages of 13 and 18, I had problems related to crimes, mistreatment, aggression, manipulations, etc. I remember lying, stealing, cheating, bullying, or vandalizing before I was 15. If I have been indulged in many juvenile delinquencies that have gone unnoticed. No. I don't feel responsible for anything that may include me. I usually try to manipulate or shift the blame to others to hide my own failures. I try dodging the commitments or the obligations I have for my work or any other thing. No. I am short-tempered. I feel very disappointed or even angry if things don't go the way as I was expecting them to be. No. Phew. People call it lack of empathy, but I feel why I shall be concerned about the possible losses or sufferings of other people if they don't affect me or my work adversely. Actually, I feel that some of them didn't deserve it better as they don't have what it takes to be at the top.
2: <laughs> uh, no. <laughs>
1: I have a strong craving to win. I want to succeed in every area I spread my wings. I feel that the horizon is made for me, but not achieving the same affects me badly. I am not habitual of taking loss easily.
2: Uh, I'm confused by that one, so I'll (laughs) go with somewhat.
1: I have a strong craving to win?
2: No. Okay. I mean, well, yeah, put somewhat. Oh, dear.
1: Okay. Okay. I don't feel shy in taking favors. In my life, I have used deceit, and deception to cheat, con, or defraud others for my personal gain. To be honest, often I don't have much concern for the feelings and suffering of others.
2: Oh, no, I can't uh, accept anything from anyone, no.
1: I can be very smooth, engaging, charming, and slick. I can give a very self-conscious and confident impression, and it is hard to make me speechless. I can talk someone into the ground if needed.
2: Anyone who's listened to this show would say definitely <laughs> Obviously,
1: no. it's a little slicky. <laughs> <laughs> 13. It, it is hard for me to emotionally resist temptations, frustrations, and urges. I have a tendency to rash, to act unpredictable, erratic, and reckless.
2: See, every time, I just want to make a joke answer, but no. You
1: can. Okay. I, don't worry. I'm not actually a therapist, so I'm not going to like be, there's no uh, butterfly nets coming your way. I accept that I didn't receive proper love and respect when I was a child. I can now go off the rails to gain my pride and power. It doesn't bother me if I have to step on people and act selfishly for the sake of it. No. Regardless of what effect their actions might have on someone, they are alienated to the feeling of guilt or remorse. They even master playing the victim card very well for themselves. No. This is a hard one. (laughs) I become bored easily. I think I'm supposed to be bored. Who fucking wrote this test? I become bored easily. Generally, I am hungry for excitement and good entertainment, and I love situations where I'm the center of attention.
2: Somewhat.
1: I do what I feel is right. Whether it is unacceptable for many, it hardly concerns me. I have no responsibilities for the society, so I act for the uh, for my own good. I think if people get offended, that's their problem. Yes. <laughs> for real okay just kidding Uh, i may no judgment sorry i may seem to be more of an extrovert but sometimes i feel more of an introvert who enjoys deep and meaningful conversations for a greater purpose rather than just to chat i am also a very smart manipulative deeply thinking person who can analyze situations spontaneously yes i think that the rules are meant to be broken (laughs) following rules makes me feel like caged in chains without any fulfilling purpose Yes. I don't see yes" here. <laughs> yes. Just kidding. No, I'm sorry. I have failed several times to develop and accomplish long-term plans and goals. I feel sometimes that I lack the direction of my life. Yes. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. you got 27 percent psychopath. <laughs> Woo. Oh, You have only 27 percent chances of psychopath personality.
2: Oh man, I really gotta work on that other seventy three percent of myself.
1: <laughs> That's pretty good.
2: So, have you taken this test? I, what did you get? I
1: have not, but and I was gonna—I didn't know I could—I could I was gonna try and do it at the same time, but you can't have two answers. So, for the most part, I think I answered no for most. I think I answered the same as most years. There was a couple that I would have said no to, though.
2: Oh, yeah, make me look like <laughs> the crazy one.
1: Hey, I'm not trying to trick the test. It could be. That I'm more of a psychopath than you are.
2: I wouldn't doubt it.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Let's talk about Thursday, shall we?
2: Let's do it.
1: We were her little Wisconsin cheese curds, as you said, previous, previously sent in by Kelly Lundquist on Patreon. She, number one, this is her fourth carb. So that's awesome. Also, it was in honor of superfan Megan So I think that was the most appropriate carb slash protein that we could have had. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) way to go, Kelly. And if you want to have your carb be on a Thursday show, then you should be a Patreon subscriber because uh, it's fun. And Kelly's done it four times. So it's fucking easy peasy. (laughs) Just kidding.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'm jealous that she went from a turkey to a four bagger. But, you know, one day I'll decide to join in and I'll... I'll get a carb read someday.
1: Don't you have to submit them to get one read?
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> did didn't I uh, remind you this time? Yes, to you to did. Send yours Thank in. Thank
1: you. And I sent in like four or five. I'm like, fuck <laughs> oh, it. Geez. And then as soon as I saw Wisconsin cheese curds in honor of Megan, I'm like, I I'm not worthy. Take it. <laughs> That's a good one. And I'm like, welcome back, Kelly, to the carb to the carb game because you're clearly winning.
2: Well, I'm sure that your contributions were probably (laughs) better than some of the other carbs I've read in there.
1: I sent in two from, uh, (laughs) you maybe want me to tell you what they are before you say that. I sent in two that were Vanderpump Rules related, (laughs) and then I just had like some random ones. I I put in uh, better cheddars and fry pie. Fry pies. I don't know if you've ever had those. When you go on road trips, like especially like in Texas, you'll see like fry pies on the side of the road. And I'm like, ooh, I could go for a fry pie.
2: I've never had either of those.
1: Better cheddars are like... I think it's the the brand that makes chicken in a biscuit. They're like... They're good cheddar crackers. Are, you know, everyone has them. Cheese-its, cheese nips, whatevs.
2: I only buy the uh, cheese ducks from... Oh, Allison's sponsor.
1: You know what? After she did this read, I've been interested, and I know Leanne was asking people, "Has anyone used it?" And I am curious what everyone's experiences are with this. But after this last read, I'm like, "It's three dollars. What could it hurt to give it a try?" Like, I want to try try this. I'm curious though what the shipping is because that that could be where they get you. But I'm I'm curious, so I'm gonna check this out.
2: Yes, let us obviously know obviously you how have goes because you've been eating you.
1: cheddar ducks, so. <laughs>
2: Yes, unless you're many...
1: just a Cheddar Duck liar.
2: Me? That would be something a psychopath would do. <laughs> exactly. Not a twenty-seven percent psychopath. Exactly.
1: So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So they sent out a love, a lot of love to Megan, and also they said something they were joking about it being you know a skateboard accident and then daniel said something about a skateboard story and they said they were going to put a pin in i don't think they ever came back to it did they
2: uh no they did not i don't think
1: okay well i have i have a skateboard story that just happened to me uh a couple days ago i was driving home and i saw a guy laying on the ground and a car next to him with a lady talking to him like over him so she's talking on the phone and clearly she had hit him with her car so i kind of yelled out like do you need any help and they didn't neither of them answered but she was on the phone so i'm like okay she's obviously got this handled and i thought no i'm just gonna stop so i like turned around and i stopped and i went up to her and i saw that he's you know he's alive he was talking he was just in shock but i said did you call 911 yet and she looked at me and she's like no not yet she's on the phone like is she finishing up her call that she was making before she hit him like what the fuck <laughs>
2: Maybe you know she had already lost a a face to face and then a one on one phone call, and this was like <laughs> the one phone call that she had left to prove to her friend that they were good friends. And and that would know, prove you don't want to do a you don't want to do a cell phone walk and talk. But if that's the only phone you got, you know you got to do what you got to do. I mean, clearly he he was fine. It's
1: funny because watching that episode back. I'm like, the etiquette of phones is so different now because somebody making a phone call to you now is like, whoa, they really care about you. (laughs) But doing the cell phone phone call, like Seinfeld's like, no, that's no, you can't do that. Um, But yeah, so she really proved it to her friend that they are good friends because she did not get off the phone even when she hit this poor kid. So I'm like, okay, I'll call 911. So I'm like calling and just... Telling him where we were at, and that he seems okay, and that she was still there at the scene or whatever. And the more people started coming, and then the cops came. So I'm like, "All right, I did my, I did my duties. I'm out of here." It's been a really weird week, I have to say.
2: See, I would have looked at that scene and then looked away oh. and thought, uh, "Yeah, I'm sure he's fine."
1: I think you may have just reached thirty <laughs> percent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I'm, I'm no uh, professional. So do you... Okay, I have an issue with duffel bags it, it, to an extent. For me, to me, when I see someone that uses a duffel bag, I feel like that's what kids use. And I think it's just because when we were kids, we were given duffel bags. So whenever we travel, we always had a duffel bag. So my husband has had this duffel bag that he always uses, including when he would go camping. Like he would just pack his leather duffel bag. And I'm just like... Can I just get you something like a real piece of luggage or something else for camping and something? No, I like my duffel bag. I'm like, you like shit sticking out of every like. It's not a good way to pack. It's not <laughs> luggage nowadays. You could unzip it and open the whole thing, and it's like, and it rolls. And I- anyway, I've never told him my beef with this. I've just like silently judged. But I think it's my own thing of like, it's a childish thing. But then seeing other adults with them at. The airport or something, I think, okay, those are nicer duffel bags, I guess. I don't know. Where where do you stand on duffel bags? I did not witness your luggage situation. I didn't, like, really look at what you were carrying, but you're going to tell me you had a duffel bag now, aren't you?
2: Actually, I do have a nice-ish navy blue duffel bag that I use, but lately I've been using this weird, it looks like a very big tote bag that uh, I got for free from a fancy store. But I only switched over to that because I've been trying to pack super duper light to mm. save even more when I fly. And because I'm wearing all black, it it makes it easier. I don't have to take like extra pairs of shoes and stuff like that. So I can fit everything into this smaller bag. Uh, but no, I have nothing against the duffel bag. If it's a quality duffel bag, none of this fucking surplus military bullshit where it only opens from one end what what kind of fucking horse shit is that? this is the twenty first century I think i D- don't uh <laughs> Give me a single-sided opening container? What kind of nonsense is that?
1: It, it is ridiculous. And I, knowing now how Colonel Jeff packs, number one, I picture him totally having one of these things because it is something that a cool guy would carry around, even though it's harder to pack. And yes, you can carry everything in there, but like... what. Well, it's like as big as you i'm sure you've seen these before my dad had one because he was in the army so i remember we used to like play with it and stuff but i'm not using it for i can imagine you needed the one thing at the very bottom you have to dump out the entire thing every time no also allison had a joke that i think went unnoticed she said it was the magnum laundry bag (laughs) i thought that was funny but i have yes
2: i have more thoughts about this duffel bag sorry good Uh, the, the thing, like you said, this is like the kind of thing, like a cool person would have. I feel like there's a lot of stuff like this Mm -hmm. where it's like someone, it can be very, there's a thin line between cool person and trying too hard where it's like, if everything in your life is like the, the military duffel bag type thing, you know, like I, I can't think of something exactly, but it's like, instead of like being practical, you're just doing it because... It's cool. To be different or something, that's when it crosses over into like, just grow up, buy a real piece of luggage, you know, but... Thank you. I think (laughs) I think Jeff can get away with the duffel bag, but if everything in your life is like the shitty version just to be cool, then you've got to rethink your life because you're probably using like a fucking camping spoon (laughs) for all of your meals or something.
1: I think that... I think his generation, which is just a little bit older than me, it's like that punk rock. It was kind of like the fuck you to the to the military, like where they're like, we're just going to wear military clothes, but fuck the military type of like attitude. I think that's where it kind of came from to wear like those kind of like army jackets. And maybe he just had it because he would carry a bunch of shit around and he didn't care about if it was wrinkled or not. But he, the way he packs now, there's no way he's carrying that thing. I think you could fit in there. You could, not <laughs> me. <laughs> Although I'd try. Okay. Um, well, at least you're back on my side with the double, duffel versus luggage because I agree. Just fucking grow up. Like, no, I don't like duffel bags. It's stupid. I don't like it. <laughs> Mine had my initials uh, embroidered on it.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, Was it embroidered or was it puffy paint?
1: It was embroidered. It, okay. It was a gift. I think we all got them for Christmas. I probably would have loved to puffy paint that shit up, though. I didn't. It was like hot pink with L A S on top. Really cool. So David's little trick to help you remember unplugging your flat iron or your curling iron or your keys or whatever it is. I think it's very helpful. I don't have these problems where I forget. I never think, did I forget to unplug? Because I have very, I have like a methodical way every time that I'm doing my hair or anything. It's almost like when I'm turning it off, that's when I'm unplugging it. So I don't need a little trick because I'm turning it off and I'm unplugging it at the same time. Like I don't forget, but I feel like the people that do forget, uh, I don't know if the trick would help, but the date, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good one. But then you have to know the date. And I think, well, I guess Allison's always on her phone, but it's the best way to have Alexa. You could just be like, hey, Alexa, I unplugged my thing or whatever and... Make sure and tell me later or let me know later if I ask or something. (laughs) I don't know. Or maybe you just need a little note on the wall. You just check on the date. I don't know. What do you think about this trick?
2: I don't think it would work for me. I almost never know the date. And also, I think if I like tried to tell my phone to remember that I did something, I would say it to the phone ahead of time Uh (laughs) to try to... like. Be like, oh, I don't want to forget to tell the phone that I did the thing. So I would tell the phone, but then forget to do the thing. And then I would like check the phone and be like, oh, yeah, it says I did. Then I'd get home and be like, oh, I totally didn't. And now my pinto beans are ruined.
1: (laughs) Of course, pinto beans. Like, And when I leave the shed, I never, you know, a lot of times I'll burn candles in here or, you know, I have things plugged in, but I don't leave the shed without the candles being burnt out and the everything being unplugged because there's no smoke alarm in here and I don't want you know anything happening I don't want to look out and see my shed on fire so I I just I guess I just don't have an issue with this but you know what the older I get you never know I'm gonna have to do (laughs) (laughs) if that's supposed to help (laughs) oh my gosh so they were talking about a little bit about I think Daniel was bringing up Team Soda, and he was talking about commercials and the things that you maybe see in commercials where you imitate it, like with toothpaste or with gum. And I'm wondering if you have an experience with this, because I totally do. Do you have memories of seeing commercials and trying to imitate the way you use a product based on the commercial?
2: No, but I I do remember listening to this part of the show and laughing very hard. Because of his description of that commercial, and I haven't watched it, but you dug it up on YouTube somewhere? Yes. But um, no, but what kind of products did you imitate?
1: I for sure did the toothpaste thing, even though it clearly says on there it's supposed to be pea-sized. I definitely tried to do like the S thing to make it like look perfect, and the gum thing, I tried to, to curl it onto my tongue, and it always would just break. But it goes back to, I think, my very first JMO that I sent in. I said that, <laughs> and of course I'm going to talk about hot dogs. <laughs> shout out, Trice. I said that I like to put my mustard on my hot dog in a squiggly line, like I see in a commercial. That was one, I think that was my first jMO that I ever sent in.
2: Oh, did that get red? because I think yeah. that's a good one.
1: it did. I think, gosh, I think it was like even before the original Thursday gang, like a little bit before that, I think it was red. And I think, there's a lot of things like that. Even just, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head, but it's funny that commercials totally work. And I see my kids doing that too, where they, but they'll joke when they go to eat like a hamburger or like take a bite or something or like pretend like they're eating it perfectly with a smile, just like a commercial would, but they're kind of making fun of it. But it's funny how much sinks in. I mean, hey, it works. <laughs> Advertisers work. I do like the idea of like yeah, like parts of a, che- a hamburger getting thrown together with water is like somehow. Super appetizing,
2: for sure. Advertising works. Uh, I don't know who invented this tossing of ingredients, but when you know, you know the one that actually I think is the best is when they flop a hamburger down and like it just like bounces for a second and then settles perfectly. I I need to uh, make a burger like that.
1: Okay, so maybe the next time, or maybe we do like a YouTube thing where we're like, okay, we're making hamburgers, try and make a commercial and like drop it down in slow motion and see what happens.
2: <laughs> I think this is going to turn into like a a hamburger snuff film where they're just splattered all over.
1: <laughs> Little ASMR cheeseburger edition and going back to the team soda I had never heard of this so I thought okay I gotta look this up and seeing the commercial I don't remember the commercial but it really like the way he was eating the crackers and how they were all on his lips like something about that it definitely jogs some sort of memory I must have seen the commercial but also digging into team soda and the company is Pepsi obviously and the iterations of team soda was not just it went from team and then it went to slice and then it went to Sierra Mist so So 60s to 80s to, I think, 2000. I don't know if you remember my slice jingle that I came up with.
2: (laughs) No, I do not remember this. But maybe if you jogged my memory, I would.
1: Okay. Brittany's going to love this. First of all is when the orange flavor came out. So it was not the original lemon lime, which came out in 1984. But new, oh my God, new mandarin orange, S-L-I-C-E. 10% fruit juices, (laughs) and it's (laughs) caffeine-free. There you go. (laughs) And I'm not a millionaire. And there's no more orange slice.
2: (laughs) Well, that uh, was really something.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's something. My mom's boyfriend's daughter and I, we were on the beach, and we were coming up with this as we were drinking it, and we called the number on the side. (laughs) To give our suggestion to the Pepsi company.
2: Oh, and Mr. and Mrs. Pepsi didn't uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> reward you a recording contract on the spot? Isn't
1: that weird? I even thought, hey, at least send us some free slice. Geez. Also, this is before like all of the old TV shows and stuff came back again. So to use that song, the Hawaii Five-0 song, like, that would have been like a breakthrough... They would have been the first. Maybe they would still exist. Whatever. I blame. I blame them. They should have taken us up on our awesome jingle. Uh,
2: what was? What was the character that? Uh, what was the guy who is? Is his name Ponch?
1: Oh God! You mean chips?
2: Oh, that's not. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know the difference. Apparently,
1: uh, my dad looked like Ponch. He he wore sh- like total shorty Poncherello shorts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So good. All right. Much like little Rafi, Allison also had a dream of a white cabriolet with a surfboard and a surfer dude in it. Uh, What do you think about that?
2: First of all, how dare you? (laughs) I had a 1983 Volkswagen Rabbit GTI. It is black. Mm -hmm. The cabriolet, I think they only make it in white. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, I know a guy or I should say I used to know of a guy who had one and he was like a big bald-headed cholo wannabe guy and so i never got to see him drive this thing but i can just imagine his big dumb gorilla head sticking (laughs) out of it driving around in a little 16 year old sweet 16 car uh that would have been quite humorous
1: i can picture it now as well that's hilarious you're right i think they only made him white and only for teenage girls dreams (laughs) i because i also wanted one of those I think I don't know if the girls in Can't Buy Me Love, I think the cool girls might have had it in that movie. I don't know. It was probably in every movie. But, but... didn't
2: Brittany have a white convertible Volkswagen?
1: Oh yeah. She what did she have? She did, but it wasn't like one of those. But still it was a white convertible. There is a rad picture of of her and Amanda and I where we're like singing to Morrissey. <laughs> And we all look horrible in this picture and every like couple of years I'll post it and she's like, oh God. Oh yeah. Can't uh...
2: wait to uh, see that on the Facebook group uh, very soon.
1: (laughs) I'll definitely have to ask her for permission on that one. Uh, Yeah. Was it the
2: Volkswagen Eos?
1: I don't know what it was. I, in my mind, it was like a BMW, but I know, I don't think it was. It was just a fancier white convertible. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure you know better than I do, because I was just like, I don't know. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Missy Brittany. Okay. Well, they, we already talked a little bit about this psychopath book, The Psychopath Test by John Ronson. I just love Daniel's Corolla dig. I think that part made me laugh really. I mean, that's pretty good. That I think Daniel is like, I don't know if he just gets more comfortable around certain groups of people, but like... His wit, he's always witty, but sometimes it doesn't come out as much and sometimes it does. And I think this episode, it was just like he kept having these little one-liners and Renee is like very receptive to them and like really cracks her up. And I I really love their dynamic together.
2: Yeah. Like I said, this was, I think, one of the funniest episodes in a while. And I think Daniel was a big part of that. And I also loved the corolla dig i was uh, doing something and i was listening to it before rachel like because she released this like on tuesday i think yes and uh i was listening right away of course and i told her daniel just burned corolla uh,
1: yeah and when jen texted me about the psychopath test she's like also they they gave a little dig to corolla and i'm like oh, of course they did but when it came out i was like oh that's hilarious <laughs> It wasn't just like an on the nose one. It was like it was funny. I am interested in reading this book. I am curious to know why Colonel Jeff is reading it, but also the fact that he reads. That's cool. <laughs> Sorry. I really need to stop talking about all this stuff. I, it's all going to backfire next week for me, isn't it? When we're in Georgia.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, fuck. Speaking of traveling, I know you travel alone. I know that Allison was saying, you know, being alone is or like solitary confinement, it's like the biggest torture to humans is to be alone, but that's being alone in solitary confinement without lights or calendars or time or anything to do. It's a big difference than traveling alone. So I've never gone on a trip by myself. I've gone now, like traveled to a trip where I'm meeting people, which is a big step for me. And it feels good to be able to do all those things comfortably. But how do you feel traveling alone? Do you prefer it or is it just different?
2: I don't know. I am a very introverted and kind of a a loner. So it doesn't seem all that weird to me because... I mean, people looking at you, unless you're, like, in some foreign country, like, they don't know that you're not from here and that you're, like, by yourself in a strange land. They just assume you're just on your own doing whatever. So I kind of find it freeing because I can do whatever I want and it's, like, I don't have to worry about someone else, like, being bored or, you know, like, they're tired of something, they want to do something else. Like, I could just go do whatever I want and don't have to worry about it. But I don't think that I could do, like... A foreign country on my own like like daniel was saying he wanted to go to europe i think that's how you get kidnapped and sold into slavery or you know sold to rich people in some kind of hostile-esque scenario hostile the movie not hostile the place
1: (laughs) yeah i think it sounds very interesting as far as like maybe you do meet people and they take you under their wing but then you might be buried somewhere (laughs) permanently but then the fact that Colonel Jeff went to Hawaii by himself, is just like, there's some sort of sadness to it, but there's also some sort of like amazing, just freedom. Like, hey, I want to go here and I'm going to go there and I'm going to have a great time. And I love that about people that can do that. I think that's very cool. I don't have like the balls to do it. And I think one day I will. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think the reason that I started just traveling on my own is because my friends are constantly flaking on me. Like, I was supposed to go to France at the end of this month, and now I'm not because my friend's an idiot. And I might be going to Mexico if my fucking job approves my days off, but seeing as how it's, like, two and a half weeks away, I don't know if that's going to happen. But, yeah, I, like, my friend has been saying, like... Let's go to New York. Let's do this and that. And I'm like, well, you know, I have my travel plans already, so I can't do that, but you should go. Like, what's holding you back? And then he still hasn't gone. He's, it's just, if, if you're constantly waiting for a reason, it's not going to happen. So it's just like, I started traveling because i was like fuck this i'm i'm sick of my job and i'm unhappy so what do i have to lose and then you know i end up meeting megan and hanging out with her and having fun and then meeting so many other people like if rachel weren't going with me to georgia i would still go because i know that there are there i mean there is an event that we're going for but there's other shit for me to do there even if i weren't doing that i gotta go to a braves game i mean i gotta go to the whatever the atlanta basketball arena is where they where it it, uh the arena like has the big letters spelled out atlanta that are like part of the beams if you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about also i gotta go to magic city i've been hearing about this strip club in rap songs for well over a decade i've I have to go. So, oh, yeah. uh, Anyone who's going to the Georgia show and wants to go to Magic City with me, hit me up or I'll see you there Saturday (laughs) night.
1: So that's what you're doing after Jenna's clean comedy stand-up show?
2: Yeah, that's what we're doing after.
1: (laughs) I wish I could. Hmm. I wonder if I could.
2: <laughs> well, I like, I like how know, we start
1: off the show with objective, <laughs> uh, the objectification. But here, there's there's a time and a place for it. If people are getting paid to do something they want to be paid to do, I'm not going to strip them of that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, this strip club is very well known for rappers going there and like literally oh. blowing like twenty, thirty thousand dollars. So these oh. women are very much. Uh, the ones taking advantage of us.
1: I agree. I had lots of stripper friends. <laughs> they know how to work it. <laughs> so traveling on your own. I like, first of all, I think I just need to go to the movies on my own. I think that needs to be like my first stepping stone because that used to always be my thing where I was like, who's this sad sack? And then I'm like, oh, it's actually kind of cool. And then I feel like I just want to go. But then I have this feeling of like, who am I going to who am I going to say sarcastic remarks to myself? <laughs>
2: You you gotta say them out loud for the rest of the crowd, like you know. Must miss. A... <laughs> uh, I was thinking more like uh, if there's an explosion, you can say that's gotta hurt.
1: <laughs> and then I'll get my laser pointer out. <laughs> oh god.
2: Prop comic.
1: I know. Pfft. All right. Do you have anything else from Thursday before we talk about our favorite J
2: I do not.
1: Okay. Before we talk about JMOs, how about if I just say, hey, support A-R-I-Y-M-B-F by going to alisonrosen.com, retweet her, tell a friend to listen to the show, support her. I think I already said that. Fan art. I still haven't come up with something that I'm going to make, but it's it's in the work. I'm going to make something cool. And I mean, I'll think it's cool. So yeah, why not? All right. Did you pick a JMO?
2: I did not, but there was one I remember that I was like, oh, that one's... They talked about something about it on Thursday. <laughs>
1: mm, that sounds like a cool JMO. Um, <laughs> was it how you put mustard on your hot dog? <laughs> mm,
2: I don't think so.
1: All right. I'm super excited about this. We have a voice memo sent in by Lauren Kelly regarding a JMO that she wanted to discuss. So I'll play that now.
3: Hi, Lisa. Hi, Raphael hi everybody this is Lauren Kelly calling messaging in <laughs> this is the first time I've ever recorded a voice memo on purpose there were three on my phone that I recorded by accident so um, but I was calling about the JMO from Leanne and I thought it was interesting because it's so the opposite of me because she said she locks the bathroom door while she's in the shower in addition to the the door to the house being locked and uh, I lock. Neither, I pretty much only lock my door at nighttime, and I never lock my bathroom door unless i I'd never lock my bathroom door only if I'm like at somebody else's house, but not in my own house. And I never lock my car door, and my six-year old son is always telling me that I better lock my car door. But um I just thought it was interesting because it was so different from how I am, and it's probably the smarter way to be is like you, Leanne. <laughs> That's it. I j- just wanted to say hi to everybody, and uh, hopefully I'll see you next month, Lisa.
1: That was so sweet of her to send that in. I'm so glad that we had someone send something. And also that she wanted to talk about Leanne's JMO. What did you think about how she lives her life? It sounds kind of magical. Apparently, she doesn't have to
2: fear for her life. Uh, Does she live in Canada? Because that's some real Canadian (laughs) shit. I (laughs) lock every door all the time. Rachel says that I'm crazy because even when I'm alone, I'll lock the bathroom. And she... I'm constantly locking the door behind her when she gets home, so I can understand why she would think I'm nuts for locking the bathroom when there's no one home, but I do, like, I, I've always locked my car. I think my parents, like, or my dad mostly, I guess, instilled, like, a sense of fear that, like, well, he did have a guy jump in his car and tell him to start driving towards the mountains. Oh, Jesus! Uh, driving towards the mountains! But, uh, Fuck! Yeah, so, oh. I don't know, maybe it's that, but... No. Lauren, what are you doing with your life? Lock your doors. You have children. You have something to live for. Me, on the other hand, what am I locking my... I should like roll with the windows down and a sign that says, get in or something.
1: You should just be like Crazy Joe DeVola and just leave your apartment door open to to encourage intruders. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> um, so, anyway... I, yes, I, I
1: forgot where she lives. I, I know we've talked to her before, and I should probably know this. Obviously, it's on the East Coast. I am a real... I'm real anal about locking my front door for a few reasons. I'm very scared of home invasion and also just, you know, when you have kids, I think also maybe just growing up here and it seems nice, but then there's always those weird things you hear about where you're like, ah. like Literally, just the other day, some we have a new family that just moved into the house. Really nice. I haven't met them yet. They seem nice. They have five kids. So i like, holy shit. And the two weeks they're in and their house got broken into. And it's like, fuck, that's how you're introduced to our neighborhood, which is pretty quiet and peaceful and people look out for each other. But it's mostly cars that get broken into around here. So I used to leave my keys in the car, but I would lock the house. <laughs> So I was like, eh, it's easier, it's quicker. But after a few cars have been stolen and broken into, I've stopped doing that. But The bathroom door is another thing. I lock it no matter what. I think it is because of having the kids, because they would always try and come in. When they're younger, you just have to let them, like Allison and Daniel were talking about, it's kind of like just a thing. And the animals all want to come in. But now that's really my only peaceful time. <laughs> and I don't want to be barged in on. <laughs> I don't want to scare anybody in the family. But yeah, the whole thing with your dad, that's crazy. I think I shared a story about I had a friend who was going through the Del Taco drive through and she had her young son in the back in a car seat and someone got in her car <laughs> while they're in the drive through And I was like, holy shit. Like I, I think about that all the time when I'm driving. I also wonder if Lauren locks her door when she's driving because with all of the carjackings that happen in In this state, it seems like, especially Southern California, I feel like that is always something on my mind.
2: Yeah. uh, I used to know a girl who her dad got shot in a carjacking (gasps) so it's you know it's a real thing so but she she said her kids are always telling her to lock the car door and she should
1: my kids are are pretty um scared of of life as well so we'll be driving down the street for home from school and like there's a whole bunch of like teenagers crossing and they're like make sure the doors are locked roll out the windows i'm (laughs) like let's just chill out i've got my pepper spray don't worry
2: (laughs) okay (laughs) as you're like (laughs) this is like yes. handling two knives and you have the pepper spray on the keychain. Like a crowbar yes. underneath your seat.
1: Oh my Chinese throwing star. Okay, so also this is brought up a memory from the book sign of Allison's. Um shout out to Jennifer Takaji. LA, that part of LA is fucking sketchy as shit. And I, I don't like going to LA by myself, but you know, I for Allison, this is what I'm gonna do. And so I had my pepper spray, and I did. My pockets were kind of too tight, so I put it in my cleavage, <laughs> and which really could backfire. But we were all sitting there talking, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I was so scared to walk around here. And I said, "But that's okay. I've got my pepper spray." And I pulled it out, and Jennifer's like, "Oh, you're one of those." I mean, you're <laughs> it was very cute the way she was like, "Oh, you're one of the." I mean, and she said she. I don't know you I don't know if you remember her stature she's petite and just a very like in shape but petite woman and she said oh I go jockeying all the time and I don't have, I don't I don't bring my phone I don't bring anything I just I she just trusts and she lives in LA in LA so I said are you kidding me I could, I could pick you up and whisk you away in a minivan like that. Like, you'll be gone forever. Not trying to scare you, but I mean, yes, I, I see yes, I am one of those.
2: <laughs> uh Yeah, sh- shout out to Jen also, because at the book signing, when Megan was interviewing Scott Marquez, she said, oh, Jen, do you want to be? And she's like, oh, no. Oh, OK. She just <laughs> flat out was like, uh, no, thanks. I don't want to be on this crappy show. <laughs> <laughs> Interviewed by a crazy woman in line
1: (laughs) and you know she was on uh jmo patrol at least once i don't know if twice but she's she's very sweet she's cool i also (laughs) when i was trying to tell this is the end of of the conversation i had with her and i didn't i had two drinks and i was trying to say (laughs) i was trying to say but once i get boozed up i'll probably have like a false sense of security and walk around la like that's the sentence i was trying to say and i said (laughs) Once I get abused up, and I said, (laughs) and then I said, I mean, once I get abused up, I said, you said it again. And she said, Uh. you mean abused? I'm like, no, I'm trying to say once I get drunk.
2: Okay.
1: Yep, I'm one of those also.
2: (laughs) That was uh, quite the Freudian slip. (laughs) You know, I think more people would uh, be would think of chris brown favorably if he just called it you know abused up like <laughs> so what happened with you and rihanna in the car oh you know she said a few things and she got abused up <laughs> <laughs> no big deal <laughs>
1: oh god yep yeah, so that's me yes lauren i can't wait to see you It's going to be cool. I hope she comes to the shed. If not, recording something or at least getting to meet her will be really cool. And I hope she comes back on the show. I'm also just excited that she sent a recording in. And if anybody else wants to do that any week, email bfancast at gmail.com and just let us know what you're thinking. Okay. So the JMO that I picked is also Leanne related. So this is an all love to Leanne related JMO segment. Leanne sent in a JMO when she hears her husband snoring, instead of being bothered by it, she's so thankful that he's getting a good night's sleep. And I think exactly what Allison said, it was like, that's because you're a nice person. I feel like I, uh, this is, this is one of my, this hit home for me deeply because my husband is the loudest snorer on earth. And I think that maybe I have more connections to negativity towards it because it used to be like, connected to a lot of drinking so it's like you're drinking a lot makes you snore more and then i can't sleep so then it's just like now when i hear snoring it's like it's pavlov's dog where i'm like oh i'm annoyed but i don't say anything it's just like you're snoring what can you do you're sleeping so we've tried certain things whatever i probably like 17 years of not having a good night's sleep um he now sleeps on the couch and i've been getting a good night's sleep for the last like week or two so i feel bad but now he's sleeping better also because my daughter comes in and sleeps with us every night now and it was waking him up so he's like I can't get a good night's sleep I'm like welcome to the party I haven't gotten a good night's sleep in over like forever so when it affected him that's when I didn't like exile him it happened it helped him it helps me and all is good in the world also there may be some sort of an underlying issue if whatever his name is Dr. whatever his name is
2: Kaborkian <laughs> no- <laughs>
1: I'll be calling him later. No, Doctor Drew says it could be a problem. It's, everyone says it could be a problem. It's possibly sleep sleep apnea or there's other issues. Anyway, I love you, Leanne, because this just means you're a sweetheart and you're going to be a great mom. All right, little Rafi. Any comments on that?
2: I snore, and according to Megan, it is very, very loud.
1: By the way, you know how you know how my house is laid out. My husband now sleeps on the couch where the TV is. I can still hear it in my bedroom on the other side of the <laughs> house, over like whatever I'm watching on. Like my tablet or something, I'm like, I have to turn it up because it's so loud. It's still that loud. I don't know how he camps. Like, people in the camps next to them, it's not like. It's not like the plastic is like blocking out any noise. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I cut you off. Well, of course I did.
2: No, I didn't have too much to say, but Laura Broder uh, recently on an Instagram story, she mentioned that there's like this mouth tape that they sell that keeps you from snoring. And I think that's my whole thing is be- the reason I'm snoring is because my mouth is open. And uh, but maybe I should start taping my mouth shut, you know?
1: Oh, God. I know that when I, sometimes I snore and I think it's usually if I have allergies or something, I've been trying to sleep propped up so that it's, you know, maybe I don't have that issue or whatever, but I will ask the kids like, Hey, do I snore? Cause, and they're like, no, like maybe a little bit sometimes, but nothing like that. Like Mike will sometimes say like, Oh, you snore too. And so I ask the kids and they're like, it's not the same. <laughs> like his, you like literally will go to watch a movie as a family. He'll start snoring and we can't hear the TV anymore. It's like, okay and it's startling too. Uh
2: you know I fell asleep on the couch uh, next to Mike <laughs> uh when yeah. he was watching some kind of weird show uh last time I was at your house and I didn't notice anything but that was probably because I was snoring. So I don't know. Maybe we cancel each other out like like some kind of positive and negative forces.
1: Two negatives make a positive. So what you're saying is you want to be married to him. I mean, he already obviously wants to hug someone more like a woman. So
2: You know, I do think that a lot of his hobbies are cool, and uh, he likes to drink. So, yeah, I'm into it.
1: Are you a bottom or a top? Okay, hey, you know what the show (laughs) is I think that you guys are watching is that show that Daniel was talking about, that a live show. It's like a Survivor show where I think that might have been the show you guys are watching because he's really into that kind of stuff.
2: Mm, no, it was some oh, kind no. of scripted he was watching Longmire show. Yes, Longmire. Shout out to you,
1: shout out to you, Bruce by Don. Yeah, Longmire. Uh, yeah,
2: n- nothing against uh, Bruce by Don or your husband, but that show sucked.
1: <laughs> you also were tired too. Let's blame it on that. <laughs>
2: mm, yeah, sure.
1: I've never watched it, but I definitely buy him and my father-in-law all the books and the DVDs so that they can enjoy it themselves. All right, I think that's enough. Let's, let's end it on Longmire. <laughs> a, sh- a super shitty show. Just kidding, it's not. <laughs> um, mm. Mm, I don't think it is. Shout out to you, Craig Johnson, for being a great writer. And if you'd like to be a part of the show, email bffancast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at fancast and follow me at jmos and bffs. Well, Rafi, where the fuck can we find you?
2: You can find me at Magic City on saturday the 17th or 16th whatever day it is in somewhere in georgia i'm not joking about this if you're going to jenna's show and you're listening to this please please join me at magic city i don't want to be one of those creeps alone going to a strip club Mm -hmm. full of rappers and drug dealers i don't belong there but god damn it i have to go If I ever go to New York, you you think I'm not going to Cedar and Sedgwick? Yeah, I'm fucking going there. There's probably not much to see there, but I'm going because this (laughs) is what my life revolves around.
1: That sounds like the stuffiest, most uptight strip club I've ever heard of. Or is that like a brothel? I don't even know what that is. It sounds like an like a dinner, like a supper, a supper place, a supper house. (laughs) Sedgwick and Cedar is
2: uh, where hip hop was born. Uh, These are just two streets, and oh. I don't know if there's much to see there, but you better believe I'm fucking going. And this is the Sedgwick Sedgwick and Cedar of Atlanta, uh-huh. Magic City Strip Club. Uh, unfortunately, they shut down Strokers, so we can't go there.
1: Oh my god, I would never Un- walk into a place called Strokers.
2: Unfortunately, you, you cannot find me up at one tweezy, because that also closed. Magic City uh-huh. is all I've got left, goddammit. So... Please join me there. Bring your ones. Uh, <laughs> leave, Bring
1: your ones
2: and <laughs> leave your significant other at home, maybe. But uh, yeah, yeah, I might have to get a sitter to go to the strip club. Well, Rachel says that she will not be going, oh, so maybe she's she can to babysit.
1: Get to know a couple of kids. Yeah,
2: she's good with kids. She she worked at a school, and that is literally <laughs> the only place you can find me. Of course, also you know in the Facebook group answering uh allison questions
1: and winning yeah i will also be in georgia i don't know if i'll be in magic city i don't know if i'll be that lucky but i will be seeing Jenna's stand up i will be seeing meeting a lot of allison people that i have not met in person which i'm really excited about and what else if there's any gofundme stuff that Any news for Megan, I will post it in the Facebook group. I'll make sure people know. Maybe probably post it on Twitter, too. And, of course, I'll send it to Allison so she can mention it on the show. But much love to you, Megan. Get well. BFFs, I love you. Thank you and good night.
2: If smarts were candle wax, I'd drip her all over my body. I am actually recording now.